0: What is up, IDP Army? It's your man, Jordan Reigns, and you already know we are back again. Week 5 is mostly in the books. We are looking forward to Week 6. I'm going to break down my top waiver wire targets for IDP Fantasy Football for Week 6 for you guys. We're going to go through some of the main takeaways from Week 5, as well as maybe look at the leaderboard a little bit um, and look at some players that have been surprising us um and some guys maybe we wondering if they can keep it up and who are we going to panic on so got a few good topics to go over today and like i said of course we're always going to hit the waiver wires so uh let's get this show rocking and rolling y'all check the mic and make sure it sound right boys All right. As always, be sure to go like and uh, subscribe to the channel. Thumbs up this video. We'd super appreciate that. Uh, that Does a lot for the channel. Leave us a comment. Tell me who your biggest surprise was this week. Either somebody let you down, maybe somebody that kind of blew up or maybe somebody that's like flying under the radar. Uh, Leave me that in the comments. I'd be interested to see who that would be. And sometime this week, guys, join me in Underdog uh, and do some drafts with me. So click on the link below. I've been doing drafts on Underdog, win a little money, losing a little money, playing the pick etc. It's a really good platform um, for season-long and for weekly fantasy for the drafting format. The tournaments on there are super fun. So hop on there. Those are a really good time. You'll probably see me in there at some point in the week. Um, make sure you check out the new show, The Underdogs. That's with me and Dave Kluge. We'll be streaming that on Wednesday evenings. I think we're doing that at like 8 central time that would be nine eastern uh if you want to check that out live we we'll are do a head-to-head draft on there as well as talk about some of our favorite underdog plays of the week so like i said click that link get in on underdog we have a good time over there um and make sure you check out the uh the um the playlist for that as well because that's on this channel and i'm going to put in the comments below or i'll try to pin it or something um the the podcast feed as well so if you don't want to like watch the drafts you can still listen to them because that's not going to be on the idp army feed we have started a new feed for that as well so Um, All right, let's talk about this last week of IDP fantasy football. Um, Some of the first things we need to talk about is some injuries. Levante David is the primary one, the big injury. Um, Looks like he's going to miss some significant time. Went down with an ankle injury. Uh, I'm not really sure who you're going to be picking up for him, but what I'm hoping this means is that Devin White gets his butt in gear because his year has been... Slow start compared to what we had um, or came to expect towards the end of last year when everything was falling his way. The tackles, the big plays were all there, as well as the sacks, the multi-sack games too, which really are what we remember about him. Uh, to date this year, still no sack, t- sacks. Um, so that kind of hurts you. But the tackle floor is still intact. Um, he hasn't really been hurting your team um, unless, you know, he you drafted him generally speaking in an area where you call like the RB R- R- dead zone or something like that. So, I mean, you're still getting – back end um you know linebacker two production from him and by the end of the season i think it's going to round out but um circling back to levante david I'm not really sure who's going to be replacing him right now I, I would need to double check that i'm not know, sure if i'm overly interested in him but uh levante david managers um just hang in there hang tight don't go dropping him because he's still a great linebacker um let's go ahead and talk about some of the the bigger weeks that we had as well um Harold Landry coming in this week, having essentially the number one defensive line week uh, six solo tackles, two for a loss, two sacks, three quarterback hits. Um, talked him up on the live stream before the show. Been talking him up really on this show and on this channel for two years now. Massively underrated in IDP, massively underrated in real life. Um, I've seen that his PFF grade has finally kind of elevated itself to match his box score. So people are kind of coming around on him. He is, in fact, has the second most pressures in the league right now behind only Max Crosby, has one more pressure than Miles Garrett. Uh, so he's really putting up the numbers that you want to see. Um the auxiliary stats are there, and he's coming home for you. So I had a massive week, 32 points, IDP one-two-three scoring. Hassan Reddick, similar week, six, almost, a no identical stat line here, a little different, six solos, two tackles for loss, two sacks. He's been having a great season. Um, it's kind of wild that so many IDP people wanted to fade him last year. Um, I was not one of them. I said, you know, you can go check the, my Twitter. You know, back all the way in December, November last year, I was like, yo, like this breakout that we're seeing happen right now, is for real. Um, he's, you know, he's going to be great going forward. He's still very young. I think this is what number of sacks was this for him on the season. He has now um, seven miles. Garrett has, um, I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm looking at this wrong. He has four and a half sacks on the season. Um, that's, you know, good for top 12 on the year, uh, 10 total, tackles uh, only three tackles for loss but um like i said he he's really rounding out as a good player the pressures are there i wouldn't be surprised to see him finish in the top five at sacks on the season not up there right now but like i said he has more pressures than miles garrett miles garrett is the sack leader currently with seven Um, moving on to matt judon um you know he was kind of a cheap easy to get asset he was linebacker eligible only until sleeper did make that designation change but as a defensive line player as he should be and if you play on sleeper he is having a great season for the patriots uh he has the second most sacks in the league six and a half like i said behind only miles garrett um i'm sorry guys i was reading i gotta back up because that was driving me nuts Hassan Reddick, I was looking at, for some reason, I was looking at Harold Landry's number still. Hassan Reddick has six and a half sacks on the season. That was why I was so confused, Um, which is only half a sack less than Miles Garrett, same as Matt Judon. Um, Buy into the breakout. Hopefully you did and you have Hassan Reddick. If you can go trade for Hassan Reddick, do it. Um, You know, he and Harold Landry still don't have like the name value that like a Brian Burns or even a Chase Young has. But these guys are have not just are producing, but have been producing on the level of those players Um, easier to get. um, And if you want to shuffle some things around your team, maybe upgrade another spot. These are guys you should be targeting. Uh, Matt Judon, another example, a little bit older, but also having a great year. Six and a half sacks. Uh, his his production is consistent across the whole profile. Um, he has tackles for loss to go with that. He has uh, twenty combined tackles total. So good season going on there. Aaron Donald came in this week for a good uh, for a good one. He had a sack. He had three quarterback hits. A pass defended. Two tackles for loss. Five solos. He's been having a a really good year in the tackle department. Uh, so has Miles Garrett, which has kind of been one of the things that has held them back, I feel like, from truly, truly realizing their upside. I know Aaron Donald did have that really, really great year two or three years ago, but without the the high floor of you know 60 plus, 65 plus tackles, um, they really can't they don't do as much for your team as you as some of these other guys like Daniel Hunter for instance, or Harold Landry, for instance, who have a higher floor. Um, right now, Aaron Donald through five games has 24 tackles. Uh, and through five games, um, Miles Garrett has 21. So that means they're both essentially pacing for a career year in tackles and they are putting up the usual kind of, um, big numbers you expect from them as far as tackles for loss. Aaron Donald currently sitting with five, um, pacing for another great year. They're definitely going to hit double digits there. Miles Garrett, eight might have double digits this time next week. So, um. Moving on, Gregory Rousseau. This is an awesome one, okay? Rookie, Bills pass rusher. You know, coming into last year, he was kind of the early lead for the best rookie, you know, the next Chase Young. Um, And then when the draft process rolled around, all eyes were on Jalen Phillips, who was also played for uh, the U. Um, Gregory Rousseau, I don't remember exactly if it was injuries or what, but he just kind of fell off a little bit in the conversation. Well, he has not fallen off. He has kind of asserted himself as a completely dominant force. He was on the the waiver wire video last week. He's actually on the thumbnail, I think, two weeks ago. So he's been coming up, but he finishes this week with 27 points, had a knockdown, a pass for his own interception. Also had a sack, four solo tackles. I mean, he is just blowing up plays left and right. He's getting tons of snaps. Yeah, the Bills use a rotation at pass rusher, but he is the lead dog essentially in this rotation. He's the young dog. He's the lead dog. He is he he's he's doing what you want. Um, I, there's not really much else to say. But if you don't have him on your roster and he is available still by some chance on waivers, go get him. In Dynasty, you need to look at trading. For him making moves, this is a good time of year to do that because people are going to want to shake up their teams. Uh, If somebody's looking to cash in or somebody has them sitting maybe on their taxi squad and don't even realize it, this is a time to make a play. Um, Some of the other big defensive line weeks Trey Hendrickson finally showed up, had two sacks, uh, 25 points. Khalil Mack had a good week. Yannick finally showed up, had a two sack week. Um Nick Bosa had a sack again. Nick Bosa is having a great season, kind of flying under the radar right now. I'm not really sure why, uh, but he's having a phenomenal season. um Clavon Chason showed up. It doesn't really do anything for me. It doesn't really mean anything. I don't think for you either. I mean, if you're in a deeper league, sure, if he's out there on your waivers, pick him up, but I don't know if I am buying into this necessarily, but primary thing here to see was it was good to see Trey Hendrickson get home for you know a couple of sacks have a big game. It was good to see. Yannick get home for sacks because he's been so close the past couple of weeks. Everson Griffin did have a pretty good game, too, had played 49 uh, defensive snaps. Um, you know, if he's going to be playing opposite Daniel Honor, you know, maybe we're running back 2018 or 2017, whatever that last big year he was. So um, let's go ahead and see what other notes I have here for you all. All right, moving on to some linebackers. Alex Singleton came through with a big week, 24 points. Nothing special, but nine solos, four assists, a special team solo. Big week for him. He ended up out snapping Eric Wilson this week by a pretty good margin. So uh maybe it's wheels up for Alex Singleton going forward as your as your number one guy for the Eagles. Probably is. But don't that doesn't mean leave Singleton or Wilson for dead either. Like don't go make any crazy moves. Um, Devondre Campbell, this was a really good week for him. Interception, five tackles, pass defended. The, the thing is, Jalen Smith just got traded to, they're not traded, but picked up by the Packers. So he's probably going to take over this primary role here. Um, I'm just kind of bringing him up to say, you know, thanks for the memories, kind of. Um, I think Jalen Smith is going to be the guy getting this kind of work, coming up with these 24, 25 point games going forward for the Packers. Um, Again, don't, I'm not saying – I don't think Devondre Campbell is a cut candidate yet, but um, he had another good week. I know a lot of guys in my league – I mean, everybody plays him at this point. Hopefully you realize what do you have if you have him on a roster. Um, tomorrow, Davis, I had him ranked really high this week and you know because I, I knew he was going to get home. I just I knew he was going to get home for a sack this week. I just had a feeling he was kind of due for it. He got his sack this week, three quarterback hits, which means he was busy. He was trying to get more than just that one sack. A tackle for a loss, five solos. He could have had a bigger day, probably. Uh, but it's good to see him get home uh, for that sack. As, um I think he's kind of been left for dead or kind of forgotten. It's a slow start to the year, but quietly, quietly putting up some some really good games back to back to back here. I'm so glad that he had a kind of a boom game. I could bring him up. Some of the other linebackers I wanted to bring up: David Long, you know, Jayon Brown. I got a lot of questions about him. He's kind of being phased out of the defense, slash hurt all the time. Um, Poor one out for him. David Long playing really well in his stead. Uh, 71 defensive snaps, 12 tackles, as you can see there, 24 points. Um, Jerome Baker, he's played a lot of snaps and has not had a lot of tackles. He had a good week this week. I think he's got a little bit of positive regression coming his way points-wise. So stick it out with Jerome Baker or go uh, go get him if you, if you think somebody's trying to get rid of him. Denzel Perryman kind of a big surprise on the year, but he currently leads the league in combined tackles Um, kind of blows my mind with 60, not a lot going on in the impact play department, one fumble recovery, one tackle for loss. But if you play in, you know, a a very tackle heavy skewed league, he's crushing right now. Um, And his solo to assist ratio is basically two to one. So, I mean, he's crushing, crushing. So good, good on you. If he's on your waiver wire, he shouldn't be. Go get him. Eric Hendricks third in the league in total tackles right now 55 people said he's too efficient people said he can't do it again he's doing it again got an interception on the air got a pass reflection got a sack got three tackles for a loss i mean just put some respect on eric kendrick's name at this point um pete werner he's going to come up in just a second on the um waiver wire graphic that i have but it was a good week for him he's quietly been playing a lot more than i kind of realized for new orleans this last week uh, came up with a big game, uh, 13 total tackles, 21 points. I believe he played 99% of total snaps. So that's a rock solid number. Um, you know, it's kind of wheels up with those kind of with those kind of numbers. You you kind of have to work a guy like that into your lineup. Kevin Byard um, kind of has a big game every every year, two big games sometimes. Had his big game this year, had a touchdown, a fumble recovery, had an interception, two passes defended, and eight solos. Eight solos is a pretty big number for any uh, safety. Um, so to get that and then do all that other stuff on top of it, he ended the week as the number one defensive back. Big week for him if you played him. I know I had a few questions about him in the live stream yesterday morning. Uh, which we do every Sunday at 11, check that out, click the bell, Um, subscribe to the channel, you guys can check those out, Um, I don't remember if I said play him or don't play him, but I I, I had him ranked kind of low this last week, a lot lower than number one defensive back, I'll tell you that, but... Kudos to him. If you played him, which I know people did, I don't have him in any leagues, but I know a lot of people did. Um, you got a, you got a big week out of him, so you're feeling good about that. Another big defensive back week that nobody was asking if they should start was Derwin James had a massive game. Okay, this is an un this is not a typical game. And 17 tackles. Okay, um, that, that's like wild wild numbers, um, especially for a defensive back. But nine of them solo, eight assists, one tackle for loss, one sack, one quarterback hit, one forced fumble. Ends the day with 38 points, one behind Kevin Byard. Had a massive game. Um, he now, I think, sits as the number two defensive back on the year. Has been floating around that you know, 15, 16-point mark uh, for points per game so far this year. Has this big pop here. That's good. Um, so, yeah, number two defensive back on the year. I still believe Trevon Diggs has gotten beat by a couple of points, probably like 30 or 40. Trevon Diggs, speaking of which, um, at this point it's just crazy. But he was like he was one of my big sleepers coming into the year at the defensive back position. Currently has six interceptions through five games. Um, this dude's wild. I mean, it defensive player of the year, probably looking at that. Um, I mean, he has more he has six inter, six interceptions. I mean, it's just it's just crazy. And he could have had like two more yesterday. He had his hands on a couple um great year for trevon diggs um just gotta give him a little love he's if you have him you know you played him you've been playing him you love it they're they know the regressions coming blah 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 just enjoy it it's a beautiful thing um but anyway moving on here are some other big games for the defensive back position um some some CBs here that you're kind of not really usually seeing, but Teron, or Teron Johnson coming in with a big game. He was another big sleeper coming into the year. Von Bell has been having a really good year this year, getting all the tackles you want, also making some impact plays here and there. Tracy Walker came through with a decent game for you this week, uh, playing a lot more free safety, a lot less in the box, but still one of the better players in the league. I think he's like the highest-graded safety right now on PFF or like the second-highest-graded safety on PFF. Um, Quincy Williams, who does have the defensive back linebacker tag on sleeper had a big game. I believe it was like eight tackles, two forced fumbles. So he's making big plays. Buda Baker had an interception yesterday, not something normally in his wheelhouse, but he's getting a little bit, getting a little bit more hands on the ball lately. So big game from Buda Baker, as many of you probably expected and as we've come to expect just wanted to bring out Trevon Diggs was just outside the top 15 at 16 this week with the 20 points um Micah Hyde had another a big uh, had a pick six yes pick six last night I'm a man (sighs) I'm a man uh Patrick Mahomes man they look beat up talking in that um last night after in the press conference didn't they I mean golly he looked beat up and they were. They are tearing them apart this morning on, on the talk shows and all that good stuff. So, Chiefs, we got to get this defense sorted out, my guys. Um, I, got, I got a few questions here in the chat, but I also have some notes I wanted to bring up, and I still got to get to the waiver stuff. So, I'll do that. I'll circle back around to the questions if you hang out here with me. Um, get them, I'll try to get them all answered. But um, So, let's talk about the big waiver guys this week. Quincy Williams, obviously, is number one. He was number one last week. If he's still available, go get him. Um, Jermaine Carter coming in to replace Shaq Thompson. Shaq Thompson was out with the ankle knee. I'm not exactly sure, but leg injury. Uh, Jermaine Carter played, I believe, 100% of snaps this week. So that's what you want to see. Uh, he's going to be your immediate backup for him. Um, I quickly wanted to bring up Robert Quinn. He's having a great season right now. Uh, four and a half sacks right now through the first five games. 15 tackles, three tackles for loss, six quarterback hits. Um, his snap shares week one through five has been 63%, 69%, 78, 75, and 72%. Um, and this is really significant because last season he only went over 60% four times. So he's already been over that five times and he's been over 70% and right on the edge of that four times. So he's a lot healthier and that's being reflected in the numbers that he's putting up, um, Again, not, not like a massive super season right now, but I mean, 15 tackles, that's totally serviceable. That's around three a game right now. Four and a half sacks, and the sacks are good sacks. You know, the pressures are there to back them up. Um, three tackles for loss. That's not a bad start to the season either. Um, so if Robert Quinn is on your waivers still for some reason, please go get him. He's, 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 he's looking like he's going to have the season I really wanted him to have last year for people. Um, but... He he doesn't need to be on waivers. I picked him up the last couple of weeks on a couple of MFL leagues that he's just linebacker eligible. People often turn their noses up to guys like that. Just pick him up, play him. If they're going to score, they're going to score. So Pete Warner brought him up earlier, but he had a really good game for New Orleans. You're going to want to go check your waiver right for him. Gerard Davis and Ashton Davis, both New York Jets. These guys are coming in to replace um, McDougald, and then Marcus May has been out. they didn't really do anything spectacular this week, didn't even play 100% of the snaps, either of them, but keep an eye on them because we are coming into the bye week part of the year. Speaking of which, they aren't even, don't even prioritize them because they're going to be on bye this week. Wanted to bring them up. Maybe you can get a week ahead of some people that are not paying attention, but your buys this week are your 49ers, your Falcons, your Saints, and your Jets. So if you are Demario Davis manager, if you are a Pete Werner you know, targeter, um, you know, any of these Jets players, Quincy, if he's still out there, maybe if somebody drops Quincy because of the bye week, you know, keep an eye out for that. That's going to be a big come up for your team. Um, we do have the Falcons, not a lot of fantasy relevance there, but Ola Koon, Deion Jones, they will be out for you this week for the Falcons. Uh, Grady Jarrett and your DT specific leagues. Um, 49ers, Fred Warner, obviously Nick Bosa, who has been killing this year. Like I said, low-key hasn't been getting a lot of attention. Now we go on the bye week, so he's going to keep sliding under the radar. Maybe go make some plays for Nick Bosa, but he will be on uh, on the uh, bye week this week along with Fred Warner, along with Al Shazir, the uh, waiver wire darling from the first couple of weeks of the season for the 49ers. Um, we'll have to keep tabs on Dre Greenlaw. He should be coming off IR soon. Um, so, yeah, there's your uh, your buys for the week you know this is a time when you're going to want to you know this is when you got to be nimble in your leagues cuz you know you have to decide who's worth keeping, who's worth dropping, etc cetera, etc, cetera. who's going to keep an eye out for who's going to be dropped, who's coming off of IR. Um so don't get complacent, don't get down on yourself if you're even if you are, you know, 1 and 3 or 0 oh and 4 like you know or 0 oh and 5. Fight. Okay, fight IDP Army. We want to win. Okay, and there's nothing. Nobody loves anything more than an underdog and to come up. Okay, and if you dug yourself in a hole, that means you got nothing but nothing but upside, baby. So let's go get it. Um, other players that are not on this list. I really quickly before I finish this list, Troy Reader had a good game. He and Kenny Young have been oscillating as far as production. It's scary, but if you have to play like a linebacker three four flex, you want to get one of these. Rams linebackers in your lineup so don't be too shy away from that um Alex Anzalone I have a note here he has been playing 100% of the snaps for Detroit yes we want Derek Barnes to be a thing yes he's going to be a thing in Dynasty eventually he's going to break out eventually he's probably gonna get all the snaps right now this coaching staff with Dan Campbell and all these guys they love Alex Anzalone they were just gushing about him on the on the you know the show yesterday, if you watched any of that game, they were talking about how the, the, the defensive coordinators love him. He's playing faster than they've ever seen him play before. He's doing things that they didn't see him do because they brought him in. Um, so how they trust him to be the leader of this defense. So all that lets me tell you is that Derek Barnes is not necessary, is punching above his weight if he thinks he's going to take this job from Alex Anzalone. So he shouldn't be on your waivers. He's having a, a fine season. I think he has just as many points right now as Devin White. So, um, go check your waivers for him. Um, all right, let's finish off this list here. Sh- sh- Sean Chandler has been playing the primary uh, strong safety role for the uh, Carolina Panthers, so go check your waivers for him. If he's out there, you want to get him right now. Tay Crowder had did kind of take over that role for Blake Martinez. I brought him up last week. Again, check for him. Um, this is a fun one. Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, J-O-K, if you are watching on YouTube on the graphic, Linebacker from Cleveland. Um, they drafted him, I believe, in the second round. He fell for some nebulous health reasons or something like that. But he seems to be fine. He's playing very well. Um, he's not just playing well. I mean, he's playing fantastic lights out, out of his mind. So he just got over 90% of the snaps this week. He's been playing around 50% or a little less most of the season. Got over 90 this week, which is great. That means the staff seems to be trusting him. They seem to be embracing what he can bring to the table. And this is what he's brought to the table so far. On the season, he's played 169 snaps, which is good for just around 50% of the Browns' overall defensive snaps. Okay, In those snaps, he's put up 21 tackles, totally respectable, six impact plays. That's that's an incredible number for only less than 170 snaps. One tackle for a loss, three pass deflections, a forced fumble, and half a sack. So if this guy's been this kind of productive on sub-200 snaps, and again, you can't just extrapolate this out, but... He's, he's 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 lightning in a bottle. He's kind of got that that trajectory that we saw from Logan Wilson last year where, yeah, he wasn't actually getting a lot of play, but when he was on the field, you wanted him in your lineup. And as he gets more snaps, he's going to do better. Logan Wilson right now, linebacker three on the season um in total points in IDP one, two, three. We saw the breakout coming, um and it, it happened. Check out the sleeper video series I did right before the season hit. Um, If you drafted a lot of those guys, you're doing very well right now. But Jeremiah Wosu-Koromoa, he's a guy you probably want to target. He and Quincy Williams and Robert Quinn, of the people I've mentioned so far, those are going to be your primary players you're going to target this week on the waivers if they're available. Um, Other players here we have from the Chargers, linebackers, uh, Kazeer White and Drew Tranquil, both played over 70 75% of the snaps this week. Uh, Kenneth Murray continues to miss time with ankle injury um and i i I wouldn't expect him to come back really i mean just i would just put him out of your mind get white get tranquil and just kind of gear up for that's going to be how your season goes um and then finally here shout out to malone from the live stream on sunday malone's been rocking with the channel for three years we love malone he brought him up to us osu osa odigzua Okay, this is a defensive tackle slash defensive lineman for Dallas. He has been popping off the screen. If you've been watching him, watching Dallas play, um, getting some sacks, getting a lot of pressure, kind of just what this team needs. So if you're in a D tackle specific league, or if you're in a really deep DL league, you know, you're starting four DLs, even if you're in just a 12 man league, you want to check this guy out. Played over 60% of snaps, which is a solid, rock solid number for any defensive lineman if you can get up that 60, 65%, you're basically becoming a startable weekly asset, um, less so for the defensive tackle spot, but again, he's been popping. So we we're we're talking about him now. Um, so for your edge guys though, kind of circling back around to Robert Quinn, I mean, he's playing 70 plus percent of uh, outside, you know, edge snaps. I mean, that's, of, of You know the defensive snaps that's a really High number for any defensive lineman And that's gonna get you're gonna get Production on those kind of snaps and again it's Indicative of health something he did not have Last season so Alright so I got some questions here Ooh, no, Click click uh, got Some questions here in the chat I'm gonna take a peek At these um, see if I can answer Some of these for you all do me a favor thumbs Up this video please if you're watching it I see You there's quite a few of you today I don't know what you're doing here on a Monday but uh, Shout out to the Monday crew um, hopefully, you guys get your Monday miracle tonight in fantasy football. Thumbs up the video, subscribe to the channel, check out the underdogs, which is coming out later this week with me and my man Dave Klugie. Go subscribe to our new podcast feed for that. But, um, okay, so what we got here? Question on Zach Cunningham. Wanted to ask you about him every week, but what are your thoughts on Zach Cunningham? I've been benching Jordan Brooks. Would you consider starting him over Cunningham? Okay, at this point in the season. 100% absolutely yes. You want to be starting Jordan Brooks over Cunningham. I think Jordan Brooks is like the number five overall linebacker on the season, number six. I mean, he's not just doing well. He's he's doing fantastic right now on the season. Let me Let me look because I can vet this stuff on old sleeper here. So linebackers on the season. Yeah, Jordan Brooks is currently the linebacker five. So you should definitely be playing him over Zach Cunningham. We need to start changing the narrative or our thought processes on Zach Cunningham. At this point, Zach Cunningham, in my mind, is just a uh, – I mean, he's a back. He's going to be a linebacker too at best probably going forward. Only played 50% of the snaps this week. That is not going to get it done. He's got the money. He's got the contract. He's not getting the play time. it has been various different reasons the last couple of weeks. I don't know what they are. I can't explain them, but we have to adapt. So, um, do I trade Zach Moss for Damian Harris? No, you keep Zach Moss 100% keeping Zach up, keeping Zach Moss in that, in that situation. Damian Harris, no, I mean, you're, you're trying to sell Damian Harris if you can right now, um, or Moss for Javante Williams. That's a little bit closer. I'm still partial to, I don't know, actually, that's really tough, man. um, Moss or Javante Williams, people, yo, everybody watching right now, leave in the comments, what do you guys think this guy should do? I don't know. That's that's a little, a little tough for me. Um, or just keep Moss. I don't know. I would probably keep Moss, personally, just because Melvin Gordon, he really didn't get a lot of run. I mean, he's not going away. So, um, Okay, I'm running Zach Cunningham, Tate Crowder, Anthony Walker, and Logan Wilson. Good. Sounds like a good, uh, good setup there. Should I be dropping chin – or is he going to be relevant again? I think you keep playing Jeremy Chin. He's getting the snaps. He's getting the snaps you want. He's playing enough in the box to you know kind of warrant being in that discussion if you want to have that discussion about a safety. Um, but we've still seen him be a dynamic playmaker before. Um, there's some variants there that I think should fall back his way. He's got deep, disruptive guys around him. I mean, they have one of the best pass rushes in the league. Derek Brown up the middle is doing good. Redick and Brian Burns are both objectively good. They're trading for corners. They just added Gilmore. I mean, there's there's the upside is there. I just I'm not dropping Jeremy Chin yet. That's the, my long winded answer on that. Would it be smart to trade Josh Allen and Swift for Herbert and Mike Williams? Um, would it be smart? I don't know. That's uh, coming in from YouTube here. That's tough, man. I mean, Josh Allen, you saw what Josh Allen brings to the table, and you saw what Herbert brings to the table. The The, the upside here is you get the Mike Williams-Herbert stack, um, which is looking lethal. Um, the downside is you have to get rid of Josh Allen. So if you got the balls to do that, I guess go for it. I like Josh Allen. I'm not a huge fan of Swift. Um, if it was me, I would just try to trade Swift for Mike Williams. What's going on with Devin Bush and Kenny Young? All right, so Devin Bush was doing good yesterday. He had a sack, and then he got injured. So I guess the short and long answer for Devin Bush right now is he's hurt. Um, I they, He got pulled out of the game. He did not come back in, um, which brings up another good point. I should have brought up Robert Spillane, probably a great waiver wire pickup this week. Did not bring him up or put him in the graphic, but Robert Splane, if, if Devin Bush is going to miss this time, or miss some time, he's going to be a great play. Um, he has been in the past. He always seems to be. So Four and one elbow cough. Thoughts on Trey Flowers? I mean, he had a good game. I saw the sack he had yesterday. I mean, it was an extremely athletic play. I wish he looked like that all the time. That's kind of what I would say about that. Um, they, they seem to be playing with some fire, some gusto, but you know, with guys falling apart around him, um, and this team kind of just struggling right now to find its identity, I, I wonder how long he will play with that kind of tenacity um, this season. Chances of Latmer getting thirty-two? Uh, my guy, Murray getting thirty-two—pretty small. Mm, if you're okay, let's say if you're in a PPR league, well, it doesn't really mean anything. Very tiny, obs- obscenely small. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Moss got the work this week. Yeah, he did. He was getting the receptions. He looks good. Um, He's on a high-powered offense. He's everything you want in a running back three or a flex running back, which is what you drafted him to be probably. So he's perfect. Okay? Don't try to flip him for a come-up. Just enjoy what you have. You know what I mean? Just enjoy it. It's a beautiful thing. Plug him. Play him. Sit back. Relax. All right, Corey right out here on YouTube says, we start four linebackers have been starting Devin White, Eric Kendricks, Patrick Queen, Zach Cunningham. Brooks was my fifth. Going forward, I'll swap Brooks unless something changes. Yeah, I would definitely be putting in uh, Brooks over Queen and or Cunningham. Uh, Patrick Queen, low-key, not having an incredible year, but he also has to play tonight, so that could all change. He could throw up a 40-piece and be a top-10 linebacker. All right. Coming in from YouTube. I have Juju and fantasy and he is on IR all season. What wide receiver, little well, receiver should I pick up? I mean, who's available? Uh, that's, you know, that's obviously numero uno question. Um, you have any, have any guys that you're looking at right now? You can hit me and tell me that I'll try to answer my best. Um, <laughs> yeah. Joking was wishful thinking. Yeah. Um, Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Check out the underdogs show. We're going to be doing that head-to-head draft. Me and Dave Kluge um, get in on underdog draft with me on underdog. Click the link down in the description. Having fun doing that all week long. Those three week, $3 drafts, you know, drinking a beer, watching Netflix after the kids go to bed. Life is good. You know, go get Kadarius Tony. Boom. There you go. That's, that's the play. Kadarius Tony's on your waiver wire. Go get him. Um, Man, he looked good yesterday. Look like lightning in a bottle. I mean, some guys i mean he just has and he uh, i'm gonna that punch at the end i mean kind of stupid but at the same time it's just like he was feeling himself like that it was like i don't give a fuck and i was just like i'm with that like you shouldn't give a fuck i mean you went out there and you balled and you let him know about it so um kudos to him i think i need to double check but i'm pretty sure i have him on one of my best ball mania two teams and i stacked him with daniel jones i think i gotta double check that um Go draft with me on underdog. You guys can do stuff like that, too. Also, Peyton Turner had a massive week a couple of weeks ago in zero sense. Any chance of info on his situation? I haven't really seen a lot. You know, um, honestly, I haven't. Been super deep diving into some of these more auxiliary players. I've been trying to, you know, weed out who's, you know, whose trajectory is going up and who's kind of going down as we get into the meat of the season. That's why I'm kind of hammering home some of these guys on the waiver show that I've maybe brought up once or twice before. I really think it's imperative that they're still out there, or even people are thinking, oh, I can pick them up and flip them and whatever that you take advantage of this because, you know, sometimes we're in a new season now and we have enough data points and we have enough, um, positive and negative you know to see kind of where things are trending or at least have enough to confidently put our chips down where we think they're going to go so some of these guys and gals are, I really am pushing people to get off of you know like go check out the Chase Young video from last week you know I know we had a sack this week I'm trying to get off of Chase Young um you know I'm trying to look to get on some other guys Robert Quinn if I can you know just flip Chase Young kind of solidify uh that tight end spot or just another linebacker spot, you know, if I can solidify any part of my team with a player like that, that's kind of iffy, that's what I'm doing. So Giants have no QB right now. Yeah, I know. I mean, Glennon wasn't didn't look too bad. I mean, he's throwing the ball. Tony was getting it done. Um, Daniel Jones was getting it done before he got hurt. So, um, Giants are struggling, but I mean, they look better than I think people want to admit kind of, um, they're tenacious. I'll give them that. It's a long season and beats and it beats Juju on IR. Yeah, Tony for sure beats Juju on IR. Um Juju on IR sucks, but Deontay Johnson wheels up. Claypool wheels up. Um They're the future. I mean, I was literally just before I came on recording, I was thinking about Juju. And I'm like, man, like two, three years ago, you the best wide receiver in the league. Some people thought <clears throat> and now you're gonna be forgotten. Like literally, like I hate to be like that, but like you're just gonna be forgotten. And then we'll talk about you next summer. And it'll be like, man, what if and shoulda, woulda, coulda, this and da da that. And so like you were like so far up here and like all of it. Stats, recognition, hype, et cetera, et cetera. And now the Steelers are in trouble. You're hurt. So you're not even gonna be part of anything that happens, the resurrection or the destruction. And you got some some beast mode dudes out here getting stuff done. And Claypool and Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson, they're not even going to miss you. And Pat Fryermuth out here studding up. So I, I hate to say that as a Steelers fan, but it sucks. Like, Juju's in a bad spot. Like, he needs to get a life coach or something, somebody to help him make better decisions. So, but I mean, whatever. He'll figure it out. He's fine. Chiefs will still want him. Um Cory Rideout says we start eleven i d please and play on yahoo guys like Reddick, von miller t j watt landry all linebacker i'm only finding diamond and rough dl is important yeah, it can be especially if you're playing in a limited uh you know on a platform that limits your your player pool um like that. I was looking on sleeper you know if you take out the guys who are dL and linebacker eligible, your defensive line spot really drops off fast i mean you have like six guys that were good this week and then it was like a lot of dud games like dud dud games um when you mix in the defensive line with your linebackers which is what you should be doing um in my opinion um especially if you're starting out playing idp or want to really enjoy idp um you get a lot deeper pools for defensive line players uh you get more interesting ways to build your teams and starting rosters because you have dual eligibility um it, it really just it makes the game more fun. It gives you more options. I think a lot of people want to pigeonhole you into this position. This many people give people some more flexibility. You know, have fun and let the leagues kind of evolve into what they will be. Um, but yeah, finding dying on the rough guys is important. Yeah, I mean, go check for you know guys coming off of injuries too. Um, go check for what to say. So I said uh, Osu Osa Ode zuwa from uh, Dallas. So. Guys, gals, I'm going to wrap this up pretty quick here. I have one more question. Sammy Watts, Randall Cobb, or Josh Gordon? Give me Sammy Watkins. I mean, give me – actually, no, screw that. Give me Randall Cobb. I mean, Aaron Rodgers seems to be feeling himself. He's throwing to Randall Cobb plenty. I mean, Randall Cobb's not getting thrown to unless it's basically an easy kind of gimme pass anyway. So, I think he's going to get a few more of those for the season go. So, if you're looking for upside flex play, I like Cobb a lot. So, IDP Army Fantasy Football Fam – Y'all, I appreciate you a lot. It has been a good show. I liked all the people being in the chat. Give us a thumbs up, like I said, before you go. Give us a subscribe to the channel. Make sure you go uh, uh, check out the underdogs. Check out the link to play on Underdog. We will have a show coming out on Wednesday. Um, Join me in a draft. Click the link. I'm probably going to hop in one right now. So I will see you in a day or two for the IDP Ranking Show. I will see you on the podcast stream with the O.P., um i'll see you on the podcast feed for the dynasty tailgate um we're growing we're moving we're shaking idp army you know what it is so till next time keep feeling thunder in paradise keep feeling thunder in paradise uh, keep feeling thunder the paradise Let the rain hit the sand, build a house on a rock, got a plan, got to get stocks, keep them bands, Hear the clock, tick, blades on the fan, used to be mundane on a Monday, now you have fun day on a Sunday, Whoa. cause you're switching it up, and you living it up, you ain't get it enough.